Welcome to the Kinetic Belief Podcast. I'm Stephen Canyon, and I'm so excited to champion, encourage, and edify you every day right here. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Okay, so I've been teaching the Law of Attraction for 20 years now, and I'm a student of particle physics, the founder of Kinetic Belief, yet I'm often asked about the Law of Attraction. People are fascinated by it, and they just want to know how it works. The documentary The Secret was an enormous success, and I think that's where so much of the interest really began. Worldwide, over 500 million people have watched The Secret, and if you haven't seen it, it was about the Law of Attraction. And most people that watched it recognized it as well, you know, something that they're aware of, affecting their own lives. But the secret, what it, it doesn't really educate you on the law of attraction. It just simply reveals that there is such a law. The law of attraction, just like gravity, works whether you know about it or not. What happens and what's important to understand is that the first law, now listen, the first law of creation is called the law of kinetic belief. You see, the law of kinetic belief doctrine states that everything in the universe is moving to or resulting from a like kind, and it's happening through motion. You see, the motion or the state of particles, it's always going to be predetermined for attracting mass by the God particle, which you may have heard of, it's, or the substance of belief. The thoughts of conscious beings created in the image of the Creator generate this conductive energy, and they do it with thought. And that energy, according to quantum physics, attracts mass to form. That's how it works. That's the thumbnail version. And I'll tell you, probably already figured out it's going to take more than three minutes for you to really grasp the law of attraction. Today, we're going to be talking about should you trust your intuition? I'm Stephen Canyon. Welcome to our podcast, The Law of Attraction. Hey, Megan, how are you today? Howdy. I'm wonderful. How are you? Howdy. Doing good. Thank you. <laughs> little cowgirl. Feeling a little cowgirl today. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited to be back for another yeah. edition. Or how about yourself? I was so excited. You know, and ever since we went to daily episodes, oh my word, I just feel like I'm getting sprayed with a fire hose of, <laughs> of wisdom every morning. It's so fun. It has been interesting, hasn't it? Yeah, it just feels like immersion is sort of setting in and um, we're just going to supercharge everything. Well, you know, we, we've been doing weeklies for a while and then all yeah. of a sudden every morning, really time to go again. Oh my goodness. Podcast. I love it. I'm really, I, you know, I was, I was a little nervous at first. How, you know, are we going to have enough to talk about? But actually even with dailies, we've had trouble fitting it all in. But here's the cool thing. And you know, this is what we talk about anyway. We'll have our morning coffee and we just realize that, Hey, we should have had our mics on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. It's, it, nothing's changed just that we turn on the mics. I think we all have those moments, right? Like you're out at some dinner and the conversation is flowing and it's deep and you just think, man, we should have recorded that. That was great. Well, that's, so that's what we're doing now. Yeah. And uh, if, if you're just now finding us, welcome. Welcome to the family. Yeah, welcome. I'm Stephen Canyon and with I'm me Megan. is Megan and we're going to have fun with you. Today we decided we're going to be talking about should you trust your intuition. What a great question. Another yeah. one that, Megan, you came up with that. Did I? <laughs> you did. You said, here's what we're going to talk about. Oh, well, I okay. think, um, you know, intuition, or as some people like to refer to it as your gut, is something that we, we don't always know when to trust it, how to trust it, should we. Um, 
you know, did an alien just give me this thought? I don't know. A lot of confusion about, in fact, there's so many people, their point of pride is, well, I'm an intuitive person. Oh my word. I follow you my know, intuition. You know what's funny though is like anytime, anytime someone ever tells me that they are something, it's usually because they're not. Like, I'm a lady. Exactly. I'm a lady. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's so funny. And it's so true yeah. though, right? But yeah, you know, I think it's, um, well, I just think it's difficult to know the difference between, you know, is this thought sort of implanted by outside sources, uh, you know, TV, friends, or is this really just coming, am, am I really just getting an intuitive knowing about something? Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that everybody has intuition. All intuition is, is instinct. It's another mm-hmm. word for being instinctive or what some people will call a sixth sense yeah. or clairvoyance. It's all the same thing. It's your intuition. It's just your instinctive reaction to life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I was looking at the actual Webster's definition of of intuition, and it was really interesting because it was basically just saying that it's 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 sort of just making a, a an immediate decision that's based in no reasonings, which I really like because right. we we sort of talk ourselves in and out of a lot of stuff. Well, it's instinctive. It's the it, well, like you said, it's the ability to understand something immediately. And to mm. do so without the need of conscious reasoning. That was without it. Without even thinking about it. You've got it. See, yeah. I knew so you'd have you're it. just not even, uh, you don't, you just know it in your knower. And yeah. it's instinctive. And it's just what you're going to reactively do in a certain circumstance or situation. You know, you see, you're driving down the road and a deer runs out in front of the car and you turn real quick to the left or right or you slow down or yeah. speed up whatever it is those are instinctive reactions to uh, something in life yeah absolutely and i think it's going to be really fun today to sort of work through all the different possibilities of intuition because you know so many times you you sense something and and personally i don't know if it's is it am i just being emotional is this a is this a true uh, you know intuition from my soul from my spirit or is this just me being chemically imbalanced today <laughs> You know, <laughs> Those are all great. probably the latter. Right? Am I Here just unhi- Am I just unhinged? I don't know, or maybe I'm intuitive. <laughs> but we're going to get into all that today. It's going to be fun mm-hmm. to sort of dissect all these different uh, perspectives of it. Well, you know, something as I was thinking about this right out of the gate, I want to go ahead and let everybody know that um, the idea that you are supposed to or should follow your intuition instinctively is an incorrect idea. Now, stay with me for just a minute, because so many people, they pride themselves on being intuitive or, you know, I'm just I just have the ability to instinctively always do the right thing. Well, good for you. But you've got to be so careful when you are calling yourself clairvoyant or uh, using the sixth sense to guide yourself through life or that you're just a really intuitive person, because here's the thing. You're probably just more aware of your instinctive reaction to life than other people, so you see yourself as being somewhat clairvoyant. However, wisdom is the practical expression of knowledge combined with that instinctiveness or that awareness of what is good and what is bad. What is blessing and what is curse? What, what is life? What leads to death? Unconditional love versus conditional love. And you look down through his, and uh, great examples of this um, is, oh gosh, I even hate to say the name, but Adolf Hitler was instinctive. Was that a good thing? Absolutely not. But that, that's an extreme example of what we're going to be talking about, is that 
intuition or an instinctive reaction to life. For example, um, we've done a lot of work in some really poor areas of the Appalachian region, working with families and and helping uh, children living in poverty um, come to understand through reasoning and through enlightenment that there's another way of life. Without that, you have what's called, many people will call a generational curse, or where poverty just continues to, um, uh, I, I don't even know how to say it. I don't want to say exacerbate, but poverty continues to repeat itself it's generationally. Yeah. Well, it's passed on instinctively. Mm, yeah. um, intu- intuition is the root of the problem without thought, without wisdom uh, being the practical expression of knowledge that's been gained through the study of what's good versus what's bad, what leads to life versus what leads to death. And then combining that with the awareness now of what is good and bad, then that's going to be the wisdom that you will want to practice to the place where it becomes instinctive or a new intuition uh, that's going to lead you out of that bad circumstance. So here we are, you've combining knowledge with that awareness that now you can trust in your intuition, but only now. So uh, one of, that's one of the biggest mistakes that those with this finely tuned intuition make is, first of all, to follow their instincts. And those instincts may not be good. and It may not be something that they've worked through. Do you think that instinct and intuition are the same thing? Same thing. Okay. Wow. Exact same thing. In fact, uh, intuition is instinct. It's a sixth sense. It's clairvoyance. It's that... It's that uh, uh, instinctive reaction to life intuition is the exact same thing so it sounds like what you're alluding to is that you can alter your intuition you can change it absolutely and that only comes that's wisdom and that comes through the practical expression of knowledge that you're gaining and it has to be then overlapped with um, the knowledge has to be overlapped with the uh, practical experience of life and a working toward knowledge, gaining that wisdom, that uh, how, how knowing. Do you, how do you gain wisdom? How, how do you do that? Me personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I study and I meditate and I, I read a lot of material. And then I also turn inwardly to listen to that voice. Look, all have been given a knowing of right and wrong, of what's good and bad. But if you don't stop long enough to turn your thoughts inwardly and you continue to listen to the uh, experience of past generations or you're looking around living by the senses, you you define what's possible by the, the uh, well, let's continue to use the example of the impoverished in Appalachia. You're, you're defining your possibilities for living according to the, the shack that you're living in. And maybe you're in squalor. Maybe there's it's filth, and you know it's just a really impoverished condition. And so you don't go beyond that, and you're living strictly by the senses, and not paying any attention to that inner knowing that you know there's better than this. That life can be good, and I have an identity that goes way beyond the circumstances that I'm in. So without the willful application of that knowledge that already exists on the inside of you combined with the 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 goodness of those possibilities moving you out of the the lifestyle that you're in if you don't do that and apply wisdom with that intuition then you're going to remain in that place um so let's talk about just uh listening to that still small voice as some people like to call it in everyday situations um 
do you always listen to it when it's sort of speaking to you? Like, let's say you just have this, and we all know what it feels like, I, I think. Um, it's just that little nudge, and it's not usually loud, right? Like, it's just this sort of, like, you just have this sense that you're supposed to do fill in the blank. Do you always listen to that, or, I mean, is that something you kind of push to the side sometimes? Always. I'd like to think that I do, but I th- it's always going to be a practice. I think regardless of either your level of maturity or how much you've meditated to move beyond those instinctive gut reactions, knee-jerk reactions where, gosh, why did I say that? Oh, if I had only been kinder, if I had just not... Uh, responded in like kind you know when they insulted me I shouldn't have insulted them back all of those things um, I think they're always going to be a challenge here in the land of the living for all of us you know why do I do those things that I just don't want to do I think that's always going to be there for all of us to have to overcome Mm -hmm. however having said that I can tell you that there is no way that I still respond with the same frequency in error that I probably did and I was 16 years old. You know, I was uh, I was as crazy as the rest of them at the age of 16, 17, and 18. But each year through the practical expression of wisdom and seeking higher enlightenment, and then with the life experience overlapping those two, then I was able to mature and begin growing out of those uh, more immature uh, reactions to life. Um, so I've always thought of intuition as sort of like, you know, the, the little voice that tells you to help someone or, you know, you are intuitive as to something that maybe you should avoid. Um, it's almost like a little extra uh, set of eyes on your life. Um, but you're sort of comparing it more to um, controlling your emotions or, I mean, do you see all of that as the same thing or, I mean, what's the difference, I guess? Intuition is an instinctive knowing and it may be good and it may be bad. Mm -hmm. It is a reaction to a circumstance or an opportunity to react. And it is one that is practiced or learned, or it's an imitation. It's an intuition An intuition to do the wrong thing can be just as sure as an intuition to do the right thing. But what we have to do is to work out the truth of that pure essence of the original thought form that was made perfect for your identity. And that's comes through, that comes through self-awareness. And then through the meditative practice, and often, you know, I'll say the best way and the quickest way to get to that truth is through journaling and through, uh, you know, understanding the essence of your aptitude and who you are and why you are here. What are you supposed to do in this life? What is good? What is bad? And if you ask yourself those questions, you will come up with the right answer. All have been given a knowing of what is good. But you've got to meditate on that in order to uncover it and to, for it to be revealed to you so that it will become intuitively the thing that you go to in any situation. A lot of time people have uh, difficulty in making the right choice. It's not because they don't know the right choice, but because they intuitively made the wrong ones or they've watched mom or dad or they grew up in an environment where people around them were doing <laughs> stupid things. And so the intuition or the intuitive, the reactive response when given an opportunity is is going to be leaning toward doing the wrong thing instinctively because they're just continuing to be reactive until they practice meditating on the pure essence of what is right, what is good, working on the wisdom of that, opening themselves up for change. How do you determine the difference between... um true um, positive intuition that you've sort of cultivated like you were just talking about versus 
you know, I think we've all had those moments where you're like, is this a piece of wisdom? Is this really intuitive? Or am I just having thoughts? Am I just making something up? Um, and because those are two very different things, you know, just having sort of like a gut reaction and a thought is very different than I feel like intuitiveness is so spiritual. You know, it's it's it comes from another place. It comes from another world. And but at the same time, those voices can be very similar. Well, and you know, that's and it's probably true, true for you more than it is for most people, because you're you're a good person and you grew up in a great environment, a loving environment with a loving family. And you were taught from from the word go to to be loving and to be affectionate and kind. And so your natural intuitions and instinct are, are going to be drawn more to the good rather than the bad. For example, nations go to war. Or they attract peace, and they do it instinctively, as a whole, uh, collectively. Um, while the, or let's take this for an example, while the theological differences between the, the Sunni and the Shia Muslims go back some 14 centuries, those religious differences are instinctive sources, or they are intuitive sources for negative conflict to continue over time. 14 centuries of conflict. And, and it's being led intuitively. Um, uh, these these warring factions continue to oppose each other instinctively, intuitively, because the they have not uh, allowed a positive influencer or uh, something to come in and break that negative, uh, repetitive action for centuries to come in and to meditate on what's right and what's wrong and to start from the place of unconditional love. Now imagine if the entire world were being led by the idea of unconditionally loving each other. Now all of a sudden you're going to throw the conditions of conflict out because your basis for human relations is going to be built up in unconditional love. And so as you practice that, then it, it may happen to you in this lifetime, but at some point your offspring, your your culture, your people are going to begin to react instinctively in a, in a way that is unconditionally loving your neighbor loving yourself as well so the title of today is should you trust your intuition um how do you know if you should (laughs) how do you know if you should yeah i mean how do you know that how can you be sure that you know you've described a lot of negative intuitions um i don't think those people saw it as negative i think they probably saw it as this is my you know they saw it as their evil mission or something. Um, are you giving I mean, advantage? The way, the way that you know you should is if, are you giving advantage to your fellow man? Are you unconditionally, start with yourself. Are you unconditionally loving yourself or are you still upset with things about you? Unconditionally love the perfected version of you, that higher idea, the thought form that you've created about yourself and you fall in love with yourself. Start there and then it will spring out to the people around you and you unconditionally love them. Find no fault, unconditionally love them. And as you begin to walk in that perfected uh, affection toward yourself and other people, you can begin to trust your instincts, trust that they are good and they're leading you to that good conclusion, advancing your mind and your soul and your body to it, a perfected uh, conclusion. You know, Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be a good thing. 
And it's and because there's truth to that, especially in the law, when you're using the law of attraction, which works regardless of who you are. It's not a respecter of persons. Kinetic belief the same way. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. That for good or for, for bad. So what we want to do is to intuitively and instinctively begin creating through the meditative process the good thing, the good thought form for us. So let's speak in terms of uh, holistic. What, you know, what do you see yourself holistically? The best representation of yourself would be living in peace, perhaps, perfectly healthy, whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, great relationships, prosperity, mind, body, spirit, and soul, advancing, happiness, optimism, optimistic joy. If you can check, make a list and check off all of those things and make that your aspiration for life, then you can trust your instinct. Trust that it's good for you. It's leading to life, an expanding version of yourself rather than to death. Is it expanding or is it contracting? And as you gain the wisdom of these things through uh, uh, jur- the journaling process, the continuum of thought, and watching yourself grow into these attributes every day, you begin to rely on and trust in your intuitions for the good thing for you. I have to say, I find this angle sort of fascinating because um, without really realizing it, I always saw intuition as something you either had or you don't, or that you would either have or not have, um, and also as something that. It, it was sort of, it is what it is. It wasn't something that was necessarily uh, changeable. And right now you're really presenting it as as something that you can alter, you can change, you can improve upon, you can sort of perfect. And, and I think that's really interesting because is there anything that's more a part of you than your intuition? There's nothing more you than your instinct. I mean, if, a, if an animal is wounded and its instinct is to, you know, basically bite anything that comes within a foot of it um that's the core of that animal is being revealed and and i just think it's amazing that we talk a lot about all the things that we can change about ourselves but you know if you can change the core of who you are the your the who you are without reasoning i think that's really fascinating you know i can actually change the person that i am instinctively reactively because and also that's usually when we mess up right when we mess oh, yeah. up in life, it's like when you sort of just like blurt something or right. explode. And after. that's where we begin. You know, so many people misunderstand intuition and they automatically believe that if I intuitively think one way, well, it's got to be right. If this is my instinctive reaction, well, that's the right thing for me to do. Right. If I feel like it's what I should do, then it's got to be correct. And, and boy, you will mess your life up faster than anything yeah. I can think of by following intuition just because it's intuition. That's so true. And, and I think you have also that extreme. And then there's another extreme, too. Um I have, there's somebody in my family and you know who you are, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, me. <laughs> it's not me, but you, you know who I'm talking about. Don't talk about me when you're <laughs> talking not, about me. It's not you. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, but she actually, um, she is such, she has so much mistrust of her intuition. She is absolutely crippled and she can't do anything. She's like, I mean, this has been going on for decades. It's like, there's just, there's no right um, answer and it, and it's just anything any anytime anything happens it's just second guessing second guessing I don't know I don't know, back and forth back and by the time you know I mean the the issue is long gone <laughs> she's waited it out nothing even happened but I guess I'm just saying it's it's a huge skill 
to be able to genuinely trust your instincts and your intuition and act on them and not just spend your whole life going, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I should. I mean, that wishy-washy stuff can just keep you in this tight little circle. It's a skill that's been learned. It's, yeah, a, it's something it that's been practiced. Yeah. And a person like you just describing is often double-minded because mm-hmm. they are considering negative influences or they're considering um, what they really want to do versus what they should do. And those are two different things. For example, somebody wanting to lose weight, they may be there struggling with the uh, eating ice cream every night. And uh, they'll, have a, they'll have some ice cream, even though they know they shouldn't have the ice cream because they want to lose weight. Well, what's happening? They're double-minded. There's a negative influencer that is in, there's another thought process. Well, in the intuition, the instinctive reaction to that thought process, the easier course of action is to eat the ice cream. Does that make it correct? No. But it's a double-mindedness. It's you know what's right and you know what's wrong, but if that's wrong, I don't want to be right because I like my ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I always find those type of scenarios very ironic because it is, it seems like it's easier in the moment, but that's the short term. If you're talking about short term and long term, then the hard decision is actually the, the easier choice. You know, the short term is what you're living today. In other words, the life that you're living right now is going to be based on the decisions, those short-term decisions that you made last week. Yeah. Um, if you're Absolutely. overweight right now, it's because you overate last week. That's you might a, eat correctly great. today and you're still overweight today because uh-huh. you were living out the results and consequences of those decisions that you made last week or last month. Isn't that a cool way to see that, that every decision you're making today, you, you're just making it for your future self. I love that. You've got to work on knowledge. Yeah. You know, Carl Sagan, loved Carl Sagan. Yeah, he said cool somewhere, guy. something incredible is waiting to be known. Mm. Wow. The knowledge that we need to consume is endless, isn't it? It's endless. But if you'll <laughs> open yourself limitless. up to wisdom, and if you'll ask yourself the right questions, you'll come up with the right answers. That's the way the universe will respond. And when you create a vacuum for knowledge, by asking yourself a question and be quiet and remain quiet. You see that the wisdom is already on the inside of you and it will reveal itself in truth to you. And as soon as it crosses your mind and you dig it out of your soul and it becomes knowledge, write it down, journal it so that you can revisit and begin to build on that and let that grow and become part of the essence of the original form and create thought form to adapt into your life so that it becomes second nature to you and that you become your intuitions change according to the correct thing for you. I, I really am loving how powerful intuition is becoming in this conversation just because if you can sort of perfect intuition, um, I'm getting ahead of myself. A, a lot of times, you know, people will say, well, they want an answer. You know, let's say that they're having trouble in relationships and they basically want a cure all. You know, like when people ask for advice, it's, it's as if they're wanting something they can do every single time something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just that one go-to. But that's impossible because every situation in life is completely vastly different. Different characters, different... Every, every The stage is always set so differently. But um, it does seem like, if I'm understanding this correctly, it, it does seem like intuition is sort of the thing that if you can cultivate that tool, it, it can sort of be the answer in all these different situations that are never going to be the same. Well, and you know, you hit on a really a brilliant point, and something I want to point out here is that 
um, the perfected self, the original, if you surrender yourself to conscious unity with your original self, the perfected version of you, you actually begin to simplify the process of doing the right thing. The mm-hmm. thing that complicates it is when you consider this vast array of choices that are not good for you, and you try to somehow <laughs> qualify that as being, well, it's okay. You know, one little bowl of ice cream's all right, or, you know, one cigarette's not going to kill me, or, you know, I'll have one more drink even though I don't drink anymore, or whatever <laughs> it is. All these rationalizing and, and all these reasonings that you will avail yourself to lead to the double-mindedness. It leads to confusion. It leads to self-condemnation. It leads to the feeling of guilt and then self-loathing and then depression. And you're stirring up all these negativity, negative influencers and, and ideas into your, your mind. And it's it just all of a sudden you, you are living in, in a, uh, you're going down a, um, you're going down the drain. You're circling the drain. <laughs> you're, you're circling the no drain. No other way to I, say it. I don't know it. how else to say it. That's what you're doing, and you're you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. And so you have to learn to obey your soul and to be true to that which is within you, which and to create and maintain and dwell on and obsess on that highest form yeah. of thought. We had a good laugh one time, uh, realizing that hey, you know, let's celebrate. You know, it's it's such and such day of celebration. So let's order a pizza and celebrate and have a party and then we sort of added up all the all the options for celebrating throughout the year and it was like every, i think it broke down to like every three days or something <laughs> isn't that true for you know? americans anyway oh we yeah have a holiday oh, we, for there's everything. a there's a reason we start christmas in october so we can eat <laughs> and if you run out of them there's always the canadian holidays or oh yeah you know, other whatever yeah i i um i I have a strong mental connection to Canada, so you know Christmas right, every right. day. But oh, that's, that's a. So but I just think that's a. It's a funny point, but it's a good point that you know, you do what you want to do. If you want to make bad decisions, there are many excuses to allow you to do that, and intuition can step in and become very powerful. Um, I just remembered a funny story. We were in um, Aspen, Colorado, and do you remember the story with the two boys? At oh, the yes, Burger yeah, Shack? Yeah, yeah, I sure do. Yeah, the little burger joint. It was just a little kiosk, wasn't it? And yeah. we, I think we had just gone over and maybe gotten a, a hamburger and some french fries, and we yeah. sat down a little bench beside of the kiosk, and these two little boys came over, and they must have been 12 years old, two friends. Yeah. And uh, we could overhear them ordering. And oh, they were little guys, too. They were like oh, yeah. 11, 10. And the one guy says, uh, yes, I'd like a, a, a kale salad, please. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my hamburger. I know. <laughs> Oh, kale so salad. Now that's some healthy and intuition. No parents were with them. No, they no, were by yeah. themselves. They could order no, whatever they no wanted, and so. But that's a, actually a wonderful like, example me? of, you know, hey, the different. You can cultivate that intuition you know, to serve you. <laughs> Most of our listeners are going, "What's wrong with a kale salad?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, I mean, you got a cheeseburger in your mouth, you know, <laughs> and goodness. and kids. Horrible. I mean, it's just amazing. Terrible. But it's just amazing, and it's a funny but good example of how well, this can serve you but then there's the practical expression of of uh, intuition which you know is part of half of the equation you know i remember when we gosh it's been been was it 2014 we were doing a concert in charleston mm-hmm. south carolina yeah. at the charleston music hall yeah. and 
here we were with three days before the event oh my goodness. and we could not locate a set for the stage production and we, we had taken care of everything huge production yeah. i mean we had full symphony orchestra and uh there we are and we couldn't i, I just thought okay somebody in some company in charleston is going to have all the equipment everything we need for that stage production yeah. and, uh, so there we were in a fifth wheel out in a campground because we were traveling doing the concert. <laughs> and so I had to instinctively build a set for the production oh right in, in the campground. Do you yep, remember that? I do. And so I had all this material delivered and we had, uh, and you remember, I don't know, maybe some of our listeners saw the, the Yanni concert live at the Acropolis sure. that was done originally back in the 80s. I think it was on PBS for years. Yeah. Beautiful stage, beautiful stage. Oh, beautiful, set. yeah. Gorgeous. And so I, I intuitively had that in my mind. I had the practical experience of <laughs> seeing the, that. You had the Acropolis in I, your mind. I had the Acropolis, that's all I had, was the Acropolis <laughs> in my mind. Oh, dear God. So I'm building the Acropolis set out in the campground and <laughs> parking <laughs> in Charleston. Just need to like throw together some rolling ruins. trucks came in with Greek all this material. No just me. And three, now it's two days before the concert. Oh, yeah. And I've got all this stuff laid out and all oh, this material. So, uh, you know, it was obvious to the senses, but it was uh, not obvious to the senses. But isn't that... <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It was you just blacked nuts. out and then woke up with oh, a set. My but that's that's a really wonderful uh, story, though, because it shows that if you can shift your intuition to serve you and to say, you know what, I instinctively do whatever it takes to succeed to finish the job, to do, to achieve my goals. Wow. I mean, that's a massive shift in, in cognitive thinking and, you know, connecting that to the physical manifestation of what you're looking for. That's amazing. Well, it's going to begin to move inertia, the inertia energy of your efforts toward the thing that you're believing to attract into your life. And that's really what we're talking about is to be able to intuitively and instinctively uh, envision what it is that you're wanting your life to look like. What do you want to look like? How successful do you see yourself? And when I say that, imagine from the highest, loftiest place you can possibly go in your imaginations to see yourself holistically healthy, happy, whole, complete, living this this vibrant life where nothing is missing, nothing is broken, and you're prospering, you're able to travel, you're able you're able to to freely give and to love other people and to help them with their needs. And and really it's all going back to the, the quantum field theory discovery that has given us the roadmap for success in every area of our lives. And this has opened it up for the average person. And now we know, you know what, there's nobody that's average. What is common is the ideas or the thoughts that I can't be successful like other people. Mm, but yeah. what we now know is that it's possible for anybody. The discovery of the God particle giving mass to previously unseen substance uh, scientifically then concluded that the universal design has bias. And then the practical expression for belief, and this is what's so freaking exciting, it's been graphed and it's been mapped. And what many of the world's thought disciplines have known for centuries has now been proven in the laboratory to work for anybody. Isn't that amazing? It is. It really is. And you just said something so interesting to me. You said that the common thought is the bad thought. You know, the com the natural common thought is is the the degradating 
idea. That's right. Um, why do you think that is? It's the way we come into the world. And, you know, and you look at the baby, and the baby is instinctively all about self. It cries for food. It cries for attention. It cries for help. And that is the, that's where it all begins. But, the, and that's the, and that is a, uh, revealing the instinctive reaction to life in its purest form. And that's at its lowest form. Its most basic self-centered uh, place is for, uh, it's a narcissistic beginning that we all begin with. But then as we mature and grow and become aware of, and we make choices and decisions, and as we develop in those, then all of a sudden we're able to start uh, following intuition where it is good. But we, it is a, it's a process of growth. To learn to obey your soul and to be true to that which is within you and to develop and work on that highest thought form where you are seeing your life as it should be according to the original, original essence of who you're supposed to be. And that's only, that's only, I want to say this again. You're going to hear me say it all the time. That's only going to happen for the person that can get away from the noise of the world and those that are creating and forming thoughts for them. And it may be the family, it could be friends, it could be the news, media, uh, whatever, books. But most people are keying off of because it's the easiest route to take. They're following that. It's like water seeking its lowest level. It's going to take effort to be quiet and turn all of that off and start asking yourself the questions that you normally would ask other people. You see instinctively all of us are looking for answers intuition says you know seek and you'll find but you've got to learn to seek in the right place ask the right questions and if you will if you will challenge yourself to ask the right questions you'll know what questions to ask and that's that's typically where the breakdown is is we're just not allowing ourselves to honestly answer questions that we're honestly asking ourselves you talked for a moment about trying to reach what you call it the highest thought form. Do you think that when we are working to alter our intuition and our instincts, that that's just something that we should see as it's something we'll be doing every day forever? Or is there, is Nirvana real? <laughs> you know, can we, can we sort of say, you know what, I'm going to really try hard for six months and reach Nirvana and then just hang out there and <laughs> ride it out until the end? Great question. Or, or do we just sort of, you know. It is real. Okay. And we are all advancing and moving toward perfected completion. That is the, that is the entire universe. It's expanding toward that. So it is very real. Is that something that we reach in this lifetime, I mean, is, do you really think that, and I guess what I'm saying is they're like a highest plateau where, wow, I just, I just really can't go any further. I'm so enlightened and I, man, I'm perfect and I've got it all figured out. You know, and, and this, as long as we're in the natural, we're moving toward that. Life yeah. is a journey. It's a journey and it's a, an expression of the perfected self. You're, you're carving away the, the unbecoming the things that you mm. are not supposed to be. That, that's a good point. And that's point. a process. Yeah, that's a great point because in the natural, um, will always be sort of battling those senses. So it is sort of like a renewed thing that we're doing every every day. Two things are happening. One is that as you are learning and, and moving toward that, as you said, nirvana, and you are outgrowing all of the negative things in the process, you also have to be busy abandoning everything that you've outgrown. 
because oftentimes it's it's like um, a dog returning to its well it's vomit you've heard that expression before <laughs> lovely you know, you, you know better you've done all yeah. this work all the hard stuff mm-hmm. you've advanced toward that perfected completion seeing yourself um, uh, just blessed and uh, prospering in mind, body, spirit, and soul, and all of a sudden something happens and you fall back into the old habit. Yeah. You you failed to abandon everything that you've outgrown through that process and to to abandon it for the very best that you can mm. think, for the very best thought form that you so can like hold a, on it's to. It's like a maintenance thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You've got to have the highest thoughts concerning all of your relationships and and the highest thoughts concerning your manner and your actions to express those thoughts. And you've got to hold on to those. And that's going to take work. You've got to do it in the morning and in the afternoon. You've got to do it while you're commuting. You have to do it while you're you're eating your bowl of cereal before going to bed at night. You touched briefly at the very beginning on how you will know when you've reached that point of being able to trust your intuition. So, but I just wanted to expand on that a little bit. And, you know, because I don't think that you can delude anyone more than yourself. (laughs) It's amazing how we can kid ourselves and really believe it. And how do you get to that point of going, you know what, I really have achieved something here. I am in this place of wisdom. How do you know? Journaling. You've got to journal your specifics. Intuition is, is also going to be based in specifics. It's not this. Intuition's never going to really be the holistic approach to life. Take, for example, the professional quarterback. He's going to, he's going to practice throwing a football over and over and over. He'll throw it through tires. He'll throw it to players. He'll throw it to somebody running down the field. He'll throw it and throw it and work on the spiral. He'll work on distance. He'll work on short passes. And then to to the place where now all of a sudden he can trust his intuition for throwing a football at game time. Mm. Does that mean he can go and trust his intuition for... Kicking a soccer ball. Kicking a soccer ball. Or, <laughs> Just because you can do Or asking, uh, asking some girl out on a date or <laughs> because he can throw a football well. Well, no. So we've got now to work on our intuition where women are concerned or where kicking a soccer ball is concerned. Intuitions should be just as specific as your mindful approach to having the highest thoughts concerning whatever it is that you're attempting to, to uh, challenge yourself with. So... You're saying that we should be developing intuition specifically in different categories where exactly. fitness, yes. health, yes. mental uh, mental health, mm-hmm. um, relationships, yep. wealth. We should be sort of um, developing intuition That's right. in each area yeah. and, and through yeah. journaling. And you know what? Okay, somebody's out there going, oh, I just don't, I don't agree with that because I've always told everybody I'm intuitive and, and I hear things and see <laughs> well, things nobody everybody. else does. Well, I would say to you, okay, all right, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Know-it-all, what does your life look like? Yeah. So you're saying all of your relationships are amazing. You have a peaceful life. You look fabulous for your age. You are never sick. My goodness, you don't ever get a cold. Wow, you are so prosperous. You've got millions and millions of dollars in your bank account. Not because that's your only obsession in life, but because it's part of you being fully 
blessed mind body spirit and soul advancing toward completion and my goodness your intuition has led you to the place of perfection in all of your life congratulations (laughs) you are a a prospering intuitive person oh wait a minute something's (laughs) broken something's missing stop trusting your intuition because you're messing up you need to get busy roll up your sleeves and practice working on some new uh uh, ways of being intuitively correct. Surrender your body to be ruled by your mind and yield your mind to the dominion of your soul. And then and only then should you give your soul over to the guidance of your intuition. How do you balance your emotions and needing to tend to certain emotions with also needing to be in control of them and not letting them control you? Because so many things in order to heal from them or process them, something fresh or something old, it requires you sort of like facing an emotion. But how do you not become, how do you not become consumed with that thing? How do you not allow it to control you while still, still dealing with, with the issue? Well, emotions are always going to be following after, uh, should be following after your thoughts and what most people do when they're in their basic life form and they're just kind of, you know, going through life, taking it as it comes and and listening to the ideas and thoughts of everybody else. Those are going to be emotional people being led by their emotions. Mm. A person that can control their emotions can accomplish anything in life. Wow. Anything. Yeah. So to control your emotions is going to, again, it, it just requires the knowledge that we've been talking about, realizing that you should not be an emotionally led person, no more than you should be an intuitively led person, unless you've worked on your intuitions and unless you've worked on your emotions, realizing that they are there to serve you rather than to guide you. Mm, mm, that's really good. Um, and, and then it sounds like that's just going to allow us to become more intuitive with our emotions. You know, emotions is is not a dirty word, right? (laughs) But intuition, it sounds like, can help you process those correctly. The better, you can get better at it. Well, you know, emotions is not a dirty word. And I guess that depends on... The emotion. The emotion. <laughs> or what you're doing with it. Or what you're doing with yeah. it. Yeah. You yeah. know, what is it they say? If, 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 if mama if mama ain't happy, no. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> well, we've got a problem with, with everybody else and yeah. mama. You're yeah. enabling mama and you've got some 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 uh, some dirty emotions <laughs> going on in the house that need to be dealt with. That's just not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, and now think about it. Your emotions change all the time, right? Yeah. And if you're a person that allows yourself to, well, let's even throw the word intuition, intuitively be led by your emotions because, oh, it's the Scooby-Doo thing to do. Aren't you special? <laughs> well, as your emotions sure. change, so will your decisions. And you're now going to be led double-mindedly through yeah. life, just like that old pinball, doing making one decision one yeah. day because it feels right, and the next day you just feel like dirt. And yeah. So you change your mind. Why? <laughs> because you changed your emotions you'll not be able to accomplish or to attract those things into your life that are good for you because the essence of your, what you're attracting is going to continue to change right along with your emotions. Um, We started today by, um, you used a phrase that I thought was really interesting. You said, wisdom is the practical expression of knowledge. Um, I think that's what you said. Did I say that right? Right. Um, Will you just expound on that a little Uh, more? It's the practical expression of knowledge combined with awareness of good and evil, Mm. what's right and what's wrong. 
You're going to have to study and, and become in tune to the inner knowing of life and death, what leads to life, what leads to an expanding existence and joy and optimistic happiness versus the opposite of that. And then when you apply that with a practical expression of life experience, now you're all of a sudden over into the area of wisdom that you can begin using to stir up that good intuition that absolutely you'll be able to follow after, and it will help uh, become a guidepost for you. You know, dreams and visions are all guideposts for exploring your perfect life. And typically, we can go back to an earlier stage in life when we were having those. And when embracing uh, any kind of a greater endeavor, you're wanting to improve yourself or go after a better job or build up a company or uh, have better relationships or attract that perfect lover into your life, whatever it is, and you want to improve your life over the present circumstances, advancement should naturally align with soul peace. Soul peace is something that comes from just knowing what you know and knowing that it's right and knowing that it's good for you. And you're only going to get there if you are effectively and actively journaling that vision, that higher, loftier vision that you have of yourself and revisiting that and adding to it and then checking yourself when you start seeing yourself being led astray or you've got a negative influencer that's drawing you out of that good place for your life, you need to be able to stop it right then because it's the right thing to do. Be quick to make those hard decisions. And you know, that's something ironic about a, uh, usually a hard choice or a hard decision and, and and making the right one, even though it's a tougher one, it often and almost always leads to a, a more abundant life and soul peace. Would you say that if you haven't taken all of these steps to toward growth and toward, you know, expanding your, um, well, basically turning your instincts positive, if you haven't taken the time to do that, I guess you're saying you should not trust your intuition. Okay, well, you know, you trust the intuition that you know is right, that you know is good because you have paused long enough to be honest with yourself. Is this the right thing to do? For example, um, you know, let's say that maybe you're not a dietitian, and so you don't know everything that there is to know about uh, dietary needs that are really good for you. But maybe you've read some articles about it and you realize that, okay, maybe I shouldn't just eat processed food. <laughs> maybe I should throw some vegetables in with that and yeah. uh, some food items that I know are healthy for me. <laughs> maybe I should not get scurvy. Well, and you, maybe I, <laughs> right, that's, that's never a good look, is it? No. All right. So, so you start there. And so what are you doing? You're actually, look, you, you've got to reprogram your, the way that you think about intuition and realize you're working on a good intuition where proper dietary needs are concerned for you. And now all of a sudden when you go out and maybe you go to the movie theater and you're getting, uh, you know, the, the processed candies and the foods and all that, intuitively you know better mm. about that. And so rather than painting with this broad stroke where intuition is concerned, look at it like you've got to go into training to train yourself. What is intuitively going to be good for my uh, having a sound mind? Work on that. What's intuitively going to be good for me for having a healthy body? Work on that. What is going to be intuitively good for me where relationships, not only with other people are concerned, but also with myself and work on that. And I can tell you right there, it, it's always going to come back to unconditional love. But now what are you doing? You're working on expanding 
good intuition that you can trust in and rely on. And I would say to you, don't trust in any intuition until you've studied it, until you've worked on the wisdom and the knowledge, stirred that up and what is the good thing for you, and then be quick to react intuitively to the answer until you can replace it with something that's even better. Advancing yourself, mind, body, spirit, and soul toward perfected completion. And that's what I mean when I continue to use the word perfected. What are you doing? You're perfecting your mind, perfecting your body, perfecting your relationships toward that perfected original source, that substance of that which was create you were created to represent in this world. But there have been negative influencers from the, the time you came through the, the, the womb of a woman into this world. You were being bombarded with negative influencers, and now it's up to you to decide what to do with that information uh, between birth and death. It's all going to be up to you. It's always going to be a choice, and those choices are now going to be uh, the thing that's going to articulate and grow and develop your intuitions. You want to have good intuitions and and get rid of all the bad intuitions. It sounds like a really big part of of getting into intuition, instincts, and and changing them is awareness. Um, it's, it, that just seems to be a theme that keeps coming up today. Just being aware of the good decision versus the bad decision is. <laughs> One of the, it sounds like that's 90% of this. You know, uh, and awareness is, you're absolutely right. That's uh, something that I like to use as an example is you can take two people and put them on a deserted island together. Mm -hmm. And one person will sit there in the rain and, and basically just rot. <laughs> <laughs> and the other person, they may go over here and they'll start stacking stones yeah. and uh, create a little wall. And, I feel like you're uh, describing uh, that little, Naked and Afraid show. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always <laughs> one. There's always one that just sits there true? and they do nothing. And then the oh other one is like, you look over and they've like braided a oh, hut. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know? But you know, but that's, but one person that's will true. just will take so the true. leaves from a palm tree and they'll start thatching a, a roof and putting it all together. Well, what's happening? St they're two different into or instinctively they're responding to their environment in two different ways. Now, there is, uh, there is, and it's not to completely throw out the idea that wisdom is not inherent. It, isn't, it doesn't have to all be learned. Instinctively, we are created in the image of the Creator. All of us have the ability within us to expand and to grow. We've all been given a knowing of what's right and what's wrong. It's already on the inside of us. And some of us are have an aptitude to already move toward that good thing, while mm. others have an aptitude to move toward the, the bad thing. Why? We don't really know when you get down into the quantum level of understanding why one person has an aptitude for better things versus one that has one for worse things. Mm. What we do know is that uh, good can be attracted by anybody, and yeah. that the substance of belief in the universe is not a respecter of persons, and what we've learned in the quantum physics laboratory is that the God particle is there to sustain the very thing that you're imagining to be true and to attract it into your life. We now know how this works, and we now know that all beings, all people, arrived into the earthly realm into the natural and began the, the natural experience by placing demands on their surroundings. So the first steps to develop those creative sensitivities for strong feelings or emotions like you were saying a little while ago, 
they, they come about very early on in life, and we can see that there is a very distinct aptitude for, like I was saying, for one person to be led to uh, good things and another one to be bad things. But we do know, again, that everybody has an opportunity, an equal, equal opportunity to stir up the good things for themselves. Hmm. What would you say to the person that, um, you know, they say, I've been trying all this. And I, every time I, I try to do the right thing or make the right decision, I just feel like I'm taking one step forward and three steps back. It's, it's like I can't make any headway. I would say to you, listen, stop giving yourself excuses. You're not loving yourself. And you have learned somewhere along the way, and maybe it was from uh, someone that uh, was loving you the wrong way by enabling you to come up with excuses, enabling you to say, well, I'm stressed. And then so they're going to step in there and do things for you. Listen, wrong information when processed with an, an, an imagined negative outcome will always attract like kind. Stop giving yourself excuses and, and pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Listen, you deserve to be prosperous. You deserve to, to have the desires of your heart. And, and, so most, and I, say, I keep saying deserve because so many people will cast down the thoughts of their, themselves ever becoming successful because for some reason they just feel like they don't deserve it. Well, I didn't go to college, or Daddy said I would never amount to anything, or yeah, I don't have the right personality, or people think I'm weird, they think I'm strange, I'm not smart enough, or I'm too smart, I've got too much education, no one will hire me. All those are excuses, and I want to tell you that when you show up somewhere with an expectation to have your heart's desire manifest, it absolutely every single time will do that for you. You are the deciding witness, and you've got to make the decision right now that you're going to witness yourself becoming spectacular, marvelous, that you're going to attract into your life everything that you've ever imagined to be possible for you. Listen, success, again, it's not ever going to be a respecter, a person's creative power to expand and to, to, to prosper. It's always available to every single person, and it always comes through the proper command, the command being your imagined um, uh, uh, expectations and your unwavering decision that I, by gosh, I am going to live the kind of life I am here to live, and no person, especially myself, is going to keep it from me. Wow. Um, I think probably the most exciting thing about all that is is just the idea that anyone can do this, that no matter what your genetic predisposition or personality traits, anything that you feel like is a hindrance, it doesn't matter. Anyone is is capable of of achieving a new um, intuition instinct that results in in that manifested life that you're just dreaming of. I think that is wildly exciting. You know, no one's sort of left out of this process. No one's left out of the process, and it is for everybody. And it it's always comes back to you. It's always going to yeah. be what you say about yourself that's going to impact you and affect you at the end of the day. Well, I've even heard you say before that, you know, that awareness of something, once you learn a truth and you are now responsible for it and your life will show that it will, you know, you'll, it'll show that like, for example, I had a, a great grandmother and she's smoked and did tobacco from the time that she was like 13 and she passed away a few years ago but she passed away at 90 and I don't think she thought any of that was bad for her 
<laughs> but I mean, I feel yeah. like that's why it didn't yeah, affect her right. because she mm-hmm. genuinely didn't yeah. uh, believe it was bad for her. So, but knowing believe. what's good—that's the word. Yeah. Believe is what she believed. You know, if yeah. you're pessimistic regarding the world, you cannot help but be pessimistic about yourself. If you're optimistic regarding the world, you can't help but be optimistic about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Yeah, yeah. You know, affirmations are the thing that's going to seat all of this into your mm, mind love and into your thoughts. You've got. You yeah. cannot have one thought by while saying something else. Yes. You can't think a negative thing while saying a positive thing. Absolutely. It's impossible. You did a great exercise one time um, at an event. You had everyone, um, I think it was, you had them count to 10 in their mind, and then you had yeah, them yeah, say yeah, something, yeah. and you know, no one got to 10. Right. That yeah. was the point. That's correct, yeah. You know, uh, say, why don't, you, why don't we do this right yeah. now? Let's just let's do, do it. it. Let's do a, a gratitude affirmation. Okay. And I want you to say, say this after me. Say, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. That the world is moving. That the world is moving. Toward perfect completion. Toward perfect completion. I am grateful that I only need to keep myself. I'm grateful that I only need to keep myself. Only myself. Only myself. Living in harmony. Living in harmony. With my perfected desires. With my perfected desires. I receive the good person. I receive the good that person. That I am. That I am. Today. Today. Right now. Right now. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I love it. And that's what we do. Yeah. Affirmations. You've got to have it and say it all day, I all the time. I think it's so interesting, too, that any time that we do an affirmation, you can feel it. You feel it in your core. You can feel it actually begin to rearrange Words are things. things. Yeah, words yeah. are things. They're substance of words. And you, yes. everybody, whatever life you're living right now, it is representative of the things you've been saying. Wow, that is that is totally it, right? Like, just accept that truth. And I like that you just ended on just that word belief. Belief is everything. What we believe yeah. to be true and adhere to and what we rely on, those, those truths that we are just relying on every single day, it's absolutely the life that we're living. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been amazing. Gosh, th- these just fly by it now, don't so they? So should you trust your instincts? Yes. Your intuition? Absolutely. You should? I should. You should. Why? Well, because I've been, been working it. Working it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This has been so much fun. And yeah. now everybody knows if you should trust your intuition or not. Get busy working on it. Yes. Make it the, the most excellent, uh, highest level and highest thought form of yourself mm. that you possibly can and start trusting it. Yes. Trusting it as you're working on it and let it become intuition for you to lead you to perfect success. Yeah. I'm excited to trust my intuition enough to act on it you know isn't that it yes that's like the next step right move toward a kinetic belief moving toward the very thing that you are attracting i love that awesome well we are going to be in new york um in january 2020 you say it better than I do. I'm January like, 2020. I'm like, no. <laughs> 20, 2020. I don't think that's how you really say <laughs> 2020. it. 2020. Yeah, January the 11th is the, the date, and that's on a Saturday, yeah. and we're going to be in New York, and you need to come out, be part of the podcast. It's going to be super cold, but come out anyways. Be part of the <laughs> master class. We are going yeah. to workshop our way through Kinetic Belief and change yes. some lives spectacularly. I mean, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to do a live podcast. We're going to be talk, working through part of the journal together. There's going to be teaching, and then I one of my favorite parts is just uh everyone that believes has this same thought pattern is there together 
Right. That's right. It's just, it's a family. And yeah. yeah, the journal will have some if you don't already have a copy of it. And I do recommend, if not ours, get a kinetic belief. Get it. Well, this this is the only kinetic belief. Yeah. But get a launch of, of attraction. Even if it's just an empty notebook, <laughs> anything. You need to be guided journaling through yeah. the process of yes. this. And we have a 100 day challenge yep. with the guided journal that and it I works. highly recommend. It works. Really let do. me tell you. I mean, if you are, let's say you're, you, you just got a bad report from the doctor or you have some sort of chronic health issue, this. This 100-day challenge is amazing because it literally takes holds you holds your hand step by step, takes you through the entire process of manifesting anything you can imagine. And one of my favorite parts of this um, are the really beautiful illustrations. Oh yeah, you and throughout well, it. I guess so. Yeah, beautiful work. Yeah, no, I love it. It's um, it's all like watercolors, and every, every single day, page is every different. page is Inspiring. different. No repeats. Well, and it's a know, work of art. Also, it's not just a journal. It was a, it was a book that yeah. was written yeah. and then turned into a journal. It's an amazing yeah. journey through a journal, which as is well. so cool. I love so the cool. concept of you know you're reading. Uh, this really powerful book with all this new exciting information, but it's interactive. You hey, get to play a role in it too. Right. And, well, the website's kineticbelief.com, yes. or you can send us an email at kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Yeah. And this has been so much fun. We'll see you back here again tomorrow, yeah, Megan. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Okay, bye.